to Fancy Town Crimes Podcast, a podcast about crimes in fancy towns told by middle-class broads. Looking for some post-Valentine's Day fun? Join Megan and I as we go live on Instagram Monday, February 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to cover women's scorned crimes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fancy Town Crimes to stay in the know. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Hey, guys. This is Megan. And this is Taylor. And uh, this is Fancy Town Crimes. Woo woo. (laughs) (laughs) And we're excited to be here on this. It's freezing here. Flipping freezing. It is 25 degrees with the wind blowing. So I sent Brandon out to get groceries today. (laughs) As he should. bear bear the howling wind yeah it is it's really cold I I have like a sweater on my legs and I we can't complain because I feel like it's been so warm this winter which is freaky but it's now that it's like in the 20s I'm like oh my gosh it's so chilly I know I I can't wait until it's like 50 degrees again and I can go (sighs) outside and not you know freeze my fingers off yeah seriously like a giant jacket that we're normal that we're wearing right now just like every time I take the dog out I have like a like a it's not a fur coat but I feel like I'm putting on like this giant coat just to go two feet outside my house at least you don't have to go far like my yard isn't fenced in yet which is the biggest mistake having a dog the (laughs) biggest mistake I could have made because now Bodie is like oh let's walk over here let's sniff this and I'm like it's seven degrees yep and get in like this is what we do we get in we get out (laughs) so true luckily piper hates the cold so she like sometimes she'll be like mom i have to go to the bathroom she's very eloquent for a dog and so we'll get to the door (laughs) i'll get to the door and she'll be like standing in front of me and I'm like, and I'll open the door and the wind be a blow in. And sometimes there's a little bit of snow and she's standing there. She's looking out and I'm like, Piper, you gotta, you gotta go. And then she just backs up between my legs and she's like, nope, 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 nope. And just (laughs) will not go out. And I'm like, okay, so, but when are you going to like pee? (laughs) So you can't pee in the house. That's not okay. So you got to go out. (laughs) So there are times when Jeff has to carry our 55 pound dog out into the yard because she won't go pee oh my god the poor little munchkin I miss her I I can't wait to see her I miss Bodie yeah he's been his personality is really starting to come out I've had him for god like nine months now I can't believe it's been that I mean it makes sense because we've you know been living through a pandemic for that long so nine months yeah and so his personality has because he was abused prior so he had a little more, a bit more of a subdued personality. And now he's like, I'm a psycho. And I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. Okay. Well, <laughs> glad you're happy, friend. <laughs> he's like, I can finally be me. Yeah. His favorite thing is to bolt up and down the stairs. And then, so my stairs go straight down and then they have a little landing. He like hard cuts the curve and launches himself so far. He almost hits the couch. And I'm just like, this is why we can't have nice things. These, those those stairs are like built for dog zoomies. Oh yeah, your dog loves them too. Like when I babysat her when I first got the house and she was like, this is the best, this is the best. She's like, I never get to run up and down stairs. Mommy and daddy don't have stairs for me. 
Oh my God. Well, we've had a huge boom in listenership. So if you are just tuning in after our super awesome interview with Sean, yes, welcome. We talk about our dogs like a thousand times an episode. So <laughs> yep. buckle up. Yeah, seriously. We're so excited to have you guys here. It's, it's, uh, we are constantly shocked that people tune in to listen to what we have to talk about uh because we're just we're just doing this for fun and uh we love it so we hope you have a little fun too yeah hope you have some some gigs some little gigs little gigs little gigs gigs. (laughs) um we also for our new and past listeners uh we are super excited because we are going to be launching merch. We were like, should we, shouldn't we, should we, shouldn't we? And then we were like, well, we want merch. I will buy all of it. (laughs) I want a shirt that says things on it that I've said that have come out of my mouth. So maybe people will want them too. So we're launching merch uh, in February. So be on the lookout. We'll be putting that out. We'll talk about it more obviously on the on the podcast, but uh, we will be putting that on the Insta as well. And we'll also be launching in February our Patreon, Um, because like we said, we do do this for fun, um, but we would love to do it more. Like we Mm -hmm. love doing this. This is like the best. Like. it is so awesome. So, and we'd love we, to give you bonus shit. Yes, come get your things. <laughs> so, if you sign up for Patreon at any level, you will get a little, a little bit of surprise, merch, surprise, a little bit of surprise sent your way. <laughs> so that'll also be coming in February. So you can just follow us on Instagram at Fancy Town Crimes to make sure that you are in the loop. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So. I showed my mom some of our merch because, you know, Mary Ellen got to get the inside scoop. Yeah. So she had some critiques of, of the pod and the merch. Just FYI. Okay. She had some CC constructive <laughs> criticism. So she calls me and she's like, Megan, I do not like that you call yourself a bitch. Please stop. And I was like, but, but mom, I am. And, and. <laughs> remember if you're not a bitch you don't get anything done and she goes all right I know fine (laughs) she's like it's true but just don't tell other people (laughs) so tell me should I buy my mom a shirt that says that bitch on it (laughs) she's got that hot girl shenanigans locked down yeah it's true it's so true she really does hi Mary Ellen I miss you Oh my God. Thank God you're not still like pregnant and doing everything under the sun because she used to literally call me and yell at me because you were doing things pregnant. And I was like, what, what do you want me to do? Mom? <laughs> I have a really hard time sitting still. Something I really didn't learn about myself until I was pregnant, like literally like nine months pregnant and had to sit. I was like, I don't know how to do this. Uh, it's a problem when you're growing a human. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I was, I literally texted you one time and I was like, you have to just, I don't care what you do. Just post that you are sitting down, please. For the love of God, just post that you are sitting. My mom would be like, 
does she want to meet the baby now at seven months? Because she's asking for it. Like, oh, well, I appreciated the concern. And I honestly probably needed someone to say that to me. Because <laughs> other than Jeff, who was always like, Taylor, should you like, you know, maybe just on your feet, like 10 minutes at a time is like good enough. And I'd be like, I'm fine. I'm just painting the kitchen. I'm fine. I just have epic Braxton Hicks. Uh, yeah, for, for reals. Pregnant um, women for the MVP. Yeah, it's uh it's hard like when you're like an independent lady, it is really hard to have other people like do stuff for you or like wait to have other people do stuff for you. I'm just like I don't have time for this. I need to get stuff done. <laughs> I don't have time for your uh what's that called? Shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans and procrastination. That's the word I was looking for. Mom brain ate that word out of my head. Oh, I'm the queen of procrastination. That's I live my life in a state of procrastination. <laughs> I only procrastinate things that will make me sad. <laughs> oh no. I'm like, hey, is there a paper that's due tomorrow? <laughs> I can write that at a little. <laughs> you remember me in college. I, do remember. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I remember you doing that in college. It was stressed me out so bad. But I passed, man. And now I have a job. And actually, funny enough, I'm applying for a second master's degree. Are you? Mm-hmm. What, master's what in um, biological sciences. Oh, you are going to do that. Good for you. Technically, I don't have to. But to continue to teach in Massachusetts, I have to get 15 credits in biology because I apparently got the wrong master's degree the first time around. Can you imagine that? Getting the wrong master's degree? That doesn't even make sense. I literally went and I applied to get my uh, professional license and they were like, oh, and I got my master's in special education and uh, they were like, oh, well, unless you're a sped teacher, um, you also have to get 15 credits in your content area. And I was like, fuck this. If I'm getting 15 credits, I might as well get the whole damn degree. Like, Well, that that, and also you're going to get a master's in biological science and you're getting paid a teacher's salary. Yeah. Fuck that. I hit the, I hit the, um, the top of the pay scale this year, which is real chill. I'm eight years into my career and already at the top of the pay scale. So that's cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Madness. So uh, what hot girl shenanigans have you been up to besides applying for another master's degree? (laughs) Uh, what have I been up to? Girl, just changing diapers, feeding babies. Uh, Ellie has been crawling with her face. Um, Not crawling because she's four months old, but we'll put her on her belly and she puts her arms like tucked under her stomach and then she uses her face to like slither forward. And we're like, girl, that's not how that works. (laughs) so I can't just like put her on the normal floor I have to put her on a mat because like I don't want her to be like putting her mouth on the floor or like she'll have no nose she'll be like Voldemort yeah (laughs) hold a baby scrape it off oh my gosh so yeah so it's been that lots of I feel like it's been like a I uh like just a weird week I also have to uh fire my therapist so that's fun um not looking forward to that but you're going to get a new one. I'm going to get a new one and it's going to be great. You know, you just got to find a good fit. Anyone who's had a therapist knows that you don't mesh with all of them. You just got to find your one. You just got to find the one. And then you hold on to them for dear life and you never let them go. 
Yeah. I think what I learned, so now this is my second therapist that I am breaking up with and I'm, I'm like, is it me? (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I, I think what I've learned from both of these people is that I need more structure. I'm the type of person, like we, we, we know this about me listeners and Megan is I'm very, like a very structured person. And, and you are a therapist I, too. And I'm also a therapist. <laughs> and so I can't, like, I, I don't want to always have to be in charge, right? Like, I want to be able to just like show up to my therapy appointment and like be helped. <laughs> like, I, like, cause the only time- I don't think that- that's too much to ask for. <laughs> I don't think so. But like every time I've gone to this, these, this, these appointments, I feel like I always have to go on with a plan or else I don't get, have anything, don't get anything out of it. And so that's really stressful to me and therapy shouldn't be stressful. No. So on to the next one, as Ari says, or something like that. Next. Thank you. You. Next. Next. I was actually just thinking of, um, Ariana Grande because I just came across this meme as you were going to answer your door and I, I oh my gosh te- you're so funny I texted it to you and it says so you know the 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 inauguration at Bernie's picture right I'm in the chest with which the Bernie memes Bernie is life I am He's- hardcore <laughs> feeling it so it's a picture Feel of the burn we're gonna post this on the gram too because it, it is too good it's too good so it's a picture of bernie next to um maria in the sound of music when she's singing with all the kids right yes and it says raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens break copper kettles and bernie and mittens <laughs> and it's a picture <laughs> it's too good did you see that bernie slapped his meme on a sweatshirt charged $45 for it, sold out instantly, and donated all of the money to Meals on Wheels Vermont. Oh my god, I need to get a sweatshirt then. Right? So amazing. Just like doing awesome things. Use your meme fame for good. I'm into it. I'm totally into it. Oh my <sighs> god, that just, that makes my heart sing. That was what right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, tell us where we're going. So we are going to Scarsdale, New York. Scarsdale! Which, when you first were like, we're going to do Scarsdale, I was like, oh, cool. For some reason, I was thinking it was an upstate, but it's it's close to the city. Yeah, it's, uh, this, I found this in, like, Westchester County Crimes, Ooh. which I immediately was like, click, 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 click. Well, do you remember when we went to Sacred Heart, um, th- there were obviously a lot for people who don't know Sacred Heart is in Southern Connecticut, 45 minutes outside of New York City. Um, And there were a lot of students from Westchester, New York. Yep. Now, I think something that separates New England from a lot of other places in the US is we do not say what county we are from. Like that is not a thing. Yeah. So I remember going to... I constantly have to Google what county I live in. (laughs) Yeah, like I remember, I knew I was from Rockingham County in New Hampshire, but I was like, we don't say Rockingham encompasses like a fuck ton of towns. Totally. Like it, it's like a hundred miles. Well, not really, but like it's a big area, <laughs> Rockingham <laughs> County. But so yeah, that always cracked me up. And then do you remember that? Uh, so we were in a triple our first year 
and our third roommate was like I'm from Westchester and I'm like okay we're in Westchester and she was like Eastchester and I'm like so you're from Eastchester Westchester <laughs> that was the that was the most confusing conversation ever we were both like huh okay so we are going to Scarsdale as we stated before in all of those counties so we're gonna dive on in I of course used wiki because wiki wiki is the MVP it is and uh data USA another fave also, you know it's a wealthy town when you type the town in, and the first thing that comes up is not the Wikipedia page, but the official town website. Mm, so true. They can afford that. <laughs> because that doesn't come up for me where I live. I'll tell you that. A lot of other news stories come up. Not that one. <laughs> okay. So Scarsdale is a suburb of New York City. It's about... All right, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna pretend to know how many miles outside of Manhattan. It's either 25 or 35. I can't remember specifically which one, but I looked it up and should have written it down. But this is fancy town crimes. We know nothing. Okay, so it is located in Westchester County, New York. It's considered to be a town of Scarsdale that is coextensive with the village of Scarsdale. Oh come on, again. <laughs> <laughs> These rich ass towns that we find are never just towns. There's like 80 different, they're like, no, we're, we can't, we're too wealthy to just be a town. We have to be this too. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. So the village is the one that contains the government. It's, it's Scarsdale. Scarsdale. <laughs> Scarsdale. Fox. Scarsdale. Okay. Um, so the land was originally bought by Caleb Heathcote in the 17th century, who named the land after his home in Derbyshire, England. Derbyshire. The first census was in 1712, and it counted 12 people, including seven of his slaves. So there were more slaves than free citizens. I can't. I just cannot. Too much. It's too much. It's too awful. It makes me so sad that every time we look up any sort of town and it goes back to like pre-1800s, there's always something with slaves. And I'm just like, damn it. Can one area not have slaves? Just one. Seriously. And that was in the North. Like, you know, so it's like. It wasn't exclusive to the South, sadly. Hard sigh. Yes. Um, after his death, the town was passed down. Well, it wasn't a town yet, but the land was passed down to his daughters who split up the estate. Um, and it eventually became a town in, uh, 1788 on March 7th, 1788. Cool. So Scarsdale has a population of over 17,000 citizens, almost 18,000. Um, the median household income is 250,000. The median in the middle. And the median property value is 1.45 million. Holy shenanigans. Are you kidding? So this one's going to make you mad. Males had a median income of 100,000. Oh, God. Where females had a median income of 63,000. Come on. Mm-hmm. Get it together. I just, what I don't, is that? it's 
always men make so much more i want to find one wealthy town where it's like the women just all are like badass well not that these women aren't badass bitches they definitely are but like i want the women to make more yeah totally like where is that town you know these women are badass bitches because they can take sixty three thousand and be like fuck you i'm still living here totally for sure no i isn't there some there's like some area in the world maybe i'm making this up so who knows but isn't there some area in the world where there's like some sort of like there's a swap of like um like not that males are in charge but like it's instead of it being like more of a patriarchy it's more of a um a matriarchy i think that there is it's lions yeah <laughs> Let's find out what their net worths are. Lions make the men stay at home and watch the children. And they're like, okay, we're going to get shit done. Because you know that way back in the day, the female lions were like, can you just go out and like grab some milk? And the men were like, it, 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 what? And they were like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Fine, just stay home. And that's why (laughs) I was painting my kitchen at nine months pregnant. (laughs) Oh, poor Jeff. He's so great. No, no, he's so wonderful. It, and that is, that literally is no, no shame to him. <laughs> he was working and I had nothing to do. And so I painted. It's just because we can get shit done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's lions. Lions are feminists. I'm going to find it. I'm going to, I know that this place exists somewhere. I'm sure it does. And I want to go there. Okay, I'm going to find it. I'm going to write that down. So that I mean, I, I say as I literally sit here and text Brandon and be like, I need a refill. And he just brings it up to me. So I don't know why I'm complaining. <laughs> we love our men. We do. We have good ones. Yeah, we do. Um, okay. Uh, la, 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 la. Okay. In 2019, Bloomberg. <laughs> Bloomberg. <laughs> We're never getting through this. <laughs> In 2019, Bloomberg ranked Scarsdale as the second wealthiest place in the U.S. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. I wonder what's number one. <sighs> Don't know. Didn't tell me on Wiki, so I didn't do any research. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not on Wiki, I don't need it. Uh. <laughs> Hashtag merch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> CNN Money ranked it as one of the top earning towns in 2013. Wow. And the school district in 2018 was ranked as the wealthiest in the U.S. Wow. Mm -hmm. I had no idea it was this wealthy. So I would like to go work in Scarsdale. Seriously. Let's let's have you go hit that cap. I will commute to Scarsdale from Massachusetts. I'm cool with it. It's probably fine. (laughs) So here's where, this is a little interesting, like this next paragraph, not the next sentence I'm about to say, but the next whole paragraph. Um, According to the 2000 census, the race distribution was 84% white, which, okay, I suppose is interesting because that's one of the lower percentages of white we've had on FTC. It is. Um, 2.6% Latinx, 12.6% Asian, and 1.5% African American. Very interesting. This was originally the part I said was interesting. In the early 90s, Scarsdale saw a dramatic increase in Japanese expats Hmm. um, who were like immigrating to the U.S. Yeah. And were like, Scarsdale's a great place. And it's well known in Japan as being a good location for housing, schools, the whole nine. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So the influx caused friction in the community. <sighs> Shocking. Of course. But this is what I thought was, I was like, wow, this is odd. Particularly at the high school. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. From, yeah. Which I was surprised because usually kids like. Yeah, usually really, kids are like, whatever. They don't give a shit. Yeah. But from 86 to 91, the Japanese population grew 15% in the school alone. Wow. Initially, there was a lot of hostility between the two groups and the Japanese and American students socialized separately. So the American students were like, you know, of course, they're like, this is a change and blah, blah, blah. And then the Japanese students felt like they were being forced to assimilate. I'm sure, I'm sure that was a part of it. I'm sure it was like, who knows? I don't understand. I feel like parents had a lot to do with this because kids usually are chill as fuck so whatever that's, yeah that's really interesting <laughs> I was just like looking back to see like if there was anything going on during like the 80s but I don't well when not, I first not that I'm aware of when I first read this I was like oh I wonder if it was like World War II era it was not it was 91 that's what I, years ago yeah it was I'm like looking at wars that included Japan or things that included Japan and there's really not anything so the school's huh. principal formed a multicultural steering committee to try and resolve racial, ten- racial tensions, which I'm assuming at this point have been resolved. I would be shocked if 30 years later they weren't resolved. Um, and I didn't see anything of recent that was like an issue. So Scarsdale is also home to a large Jewish population, as well as a growing Indian and Chinese population as well. Hmm. So Scarsdale, definitely one of the wealthiest, and one of the more diverse towns that we've done. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Huh. So that's, I heard you typing. Did you find anything out? I, so apparently I was just looking in the 80s and 90s, there were some trade wars, but I don't see how that would affect the, like the kids, right? Uh, Parents, man. Yeah. Like it's gotta be like, it had to have been the animosity of the 80s and 90s when the U.S.-Japan relations were marked by a series of trade wars had all but vanished. But yeah, like once again, I don't see how, if you, if listeners, if you happen to know, I, listen, my history is bad. Like I do not, like I just didn't do well in that subject. Ray, Uh, Ray, if you're listening, Ray, the history teacher, (laughs) please tell us. Yeah. (laughs) I have no idea. I do kind of feel like I vaguely know something about the 80s or 90s with like Japan, US relations, but I can't find anything on Google. So I don't know. I mean, I was even like maybe Cold War, but they weren't involved in Cold War and Cold War was in the 60s. Yeah, I don't know. That's very strange. Very strange. I'm not sure. Well, that's Scarsdale. Very rich. Hopefully embraces its diversity now which i think it does because there was nothing of recent that was really an issue so well that's great yeah thank you uh thank you for taking us taking us there well you're welcome my whole uh hour of research i did cheers (laughs) cheers so um today i am going to be talking about the scarsdale diet murder Mm. yes so my Murdering source, that fat loss. Yeah. <laughs> Murdering those pounds. Because um, I would like that. 
If you have info about that, if it's murdering fat cells, I would love that shit. You just tell me. So the resources, um, or the resources, my sources. What if you had like two sips of cider? Like two sips of cider. The sources uh, for today were from Herats, um, which I'm not familiar with. I believe it's actually a um, a uh, Jewish publication. Um, so I may be saying that incorrectly. I apologize. The New York Times, People, and CNN. I did not use Wiki. Who am I? What? Right? No Wiki. No Wiki. Um, okay. So. In the late 70s, the Scarsdale diet was all the rage. Um, It was a precursor to the Atkins diet. Did your family ever do the Atkins diet? Um, My family, no. Are there Atkins shakes in my fridge that I drink before I go to work? Because that's the only breakfast I have time to quote unquote make. Girl, feel that. Girl, feel that. Do I wake up 20 minutes before I have to leave? Check. (laughs) Megan is a very heavy sleeper. So (laughs) like through fire alarms and need good roommates to wake me up. Yes. Like, I don't know if you've ever known a heavier sleeper than Megan. I know I have (laughs) not. Um, I remember growing up when Atkins was like the thing, my, my mom like kind of was into like whatever, like the trend was. And so I remember having Atkins books at the house. And then being like all interested in that. But this diet, the Scarsdale diet, was a precursor to that, uh, which which was um, a high protein, low fat, low carb eating. So the best selling book, The Complete Scarsdale Medical uh, Diet, debuted in ni- 1978 and sold more than 2 million copies. So it was the popular. So it was developed by Dr. Herman uh, Scarsdale. has nothing to do with the town (laughs) no dr uh herman tam tamor i don't know i i practiced saying his last name now i can't say it tamor tamor t-a-m-o-w-e-r tamor i think he was a prominent new york cardiologist and well document documented uh philanderer and playboy a philanderer philanderer does that mean like he just slept with a lot of people i i think so i don't don't know fact check me i'm not sure (laughs) but the success was short-lived two years after the scarsdale diet became all the rage dun 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 so born in brooklyn in 1910 to jewish immigrant parents uh Tornauer, oh, sorry, that was an, a, a, it was a, my brain doesn't work apparently. It was a T-A-R-N, not, that was not an M. Uh, Tarnauer was a, a striver. Um, a brilliant student, he had earned his bachelor's degree at Syracuse University in two years while playing varsity basketball and supporting himself by gambling at billiards and card games. Wait, he, su- he supported himself by gambling? Yes. Maybe that's what a philanderer is. Oh, that's my grandmother. My grandmother, <laughs> legit, it's a good thing she doesn't have the internet, and I mean literally doesn't have the internet, um, because she'd be so pissed if I told you this, but 
she literally wins money like one time she won so much money in vegas on slot machines she had to pay taxes holy she had to pay taxes holy shenanigans that's crazy she used to she used to make my grandfather like walk away from her she'd be like you're bad luck and she spent so much money and then my sister inherited that gene because i'm convinced it's a gene and i win nothing I want that gene. My grandmother also had that gene. I don't know that she did that, like, would, like, gamble with it, but she, like, always won on scratch tickets. I did not inherit that either. Oh, yeah. No, my grandmother, my grandmother called us because for her birthday this year, my sister bought her um, scratch tickets, which good thing Colleen bought her scratch tickets because she won a hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, if I bought that shit, you would have lost a hundred (laughs) dollars. It would have been like, you owe me. And she would have been like, what? (laughs) Yes, that is the unlucky gene that Megan and I both have, unfortunately. And why Look we the are... Irish is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like unluck of the Irish. One of my coworkers used to say, if it wasn't for shit luck, I'd have no luck at all. And I'm like, <laughs> truth. <laughs> I love that. So after graduating medical school at Syracuse in 1933, Tarnauer uh, did his internship at Bellevue Hospital in New York, specializing in internal medicine and cardiology. What exactly is internal medicine? Do you know? So I believe internal, I was going to say internal medicine was like an OBGYN, but I actually. It's not. No, because it's OBGYN. So many people say internal medicine. I'm sorry to put you on the spot because if this was me, I also wouldn't know. But I'm like, (laughs) you have a dermatologist for technically external so so true wouldn't everything be internal like- i mean good point so here's the uh a wiki definition <laughs> <laughs> uh, internal medicine is the medical specialty dealing with the prevention diagnosis and treatment of internal diseases then why don't they call it preventative medicine yeah a specialist uh physicians specializing in internal medicine are called internists or physicians so it's wow. like, it's like the doctor that you go to for like, it's like a doctor, regular <laughs> shit where you're like, <coughs> I have a cold. Yeah. It's like your, your, your primary basically. Right? Ex- exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. Yeah. So okay, I love that so, you thought internal was an OB. <laughs> I have no idea. Cause my mom asks me like, when I go to my OB, she's like, did you do an internal? Like, and so I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've just internal- made made assumptions in your mouth like (laughs) yes mom she looked at my mouth (laughs) and your ear (laughs) I mean you're not wrong so anyway uh back to Tarnauer Forensics investigators and cadaver dogs scoured the property at a home on Mallory Dozens Crescent. Dozens of officers have been working around the clock. Pleading guilty to eight now. counts of murder in the first degree, this makes him Canada's biggest serial killer. This isn't your average documentary. This isn't your average story. He wasn't your average serial killer. And he was evil. The most infamous serial killer in the history of Toronto. I mean, this man was brutal relentless and my son isn't your average survivor i remember everything other than what happened during the 20 minutes but from the pictures he took during those 20 minutes i know what was probably about to happen in 2017 sean cribben became friends with a stranger from an online dating site the stranger was canada's oldest most notorious serial killer 
Bruce MacArthur. You're going to want to check out Was I Next? The Sean Cribben Story. Did you hear there's a serial killer in the neighborhood? Uh, He opened a medical practice in suburban Westchester before being drafted into the U.S. Army Medical Corps uh, during World War II. Um, So, Tarnower was ambitious to a fault. Um, He aspired to social status and power. So he practiced many hours to lose his Brooklyn accent, and he read Country Gentleman and Connoisseur magazines in order to know how the other half lived. When he joined them, he would... So you're saying that Brooklyn is half? Is what what he is saying? (laughs) The other half. Yes, it is half. It is the unfortunate half, Brooklyn according is, to him. Brooklyn is half, other half, is the rest <laughs> the, of the United States. The rest, yes, exactly. So uh, he, which is very, it's, it's, I thought this was actually an interesting thing that he, like, he wanted to be, like, part of that upper crust. And so he did everything in his power to try and be a part of that. And I just think that's a fascinating, it's just fascinating. So when he joined them, um, once he became wealthy, uh, he would hunt game in Africa, yuck, uh, and go fly fishing in Iceland, bringing his trophies back to his 6.2 acre state in Purchase, New York. Leave the feminist lions alone. Yeah, seriously. We We don't want your, nope, like the poaching, can you not? So in Scarsdale, uh, a Tony, New York suburb where Tarn, uh, Tarnauer, I don't know, I have so much trouble saying his name, uh, founded what he called the Scars. Call T. Just call him T. T. Big T. Ask T. As Mr. T. Uh, founded what he called the Scarsdale Medical Group. He tended to the medical needs of bankers, corporate lawyers, publishers, and he was at their call 24-7, making house calls and delivering urine and blood samples. Uh, to the lab. Yuck. Wait, 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 wait. So let me get this straight. You went to medical school to deliver pee to a lab. Something does not add up here. Yeah, something's a little strange about that one. Because you usually, uh, okay, maybe if you're like starting out, but even still, don't you have like a lab on site? I guess it was because he was making house calls. I don't know. It. I. I'm not sure why. It, it, Take the pregnancy test and stick it in the cup of pee. <laughs> Let me help you. Stick it in it's the pee. So like yucky, yucky, yuck. <laughs> so for cardiac risk patients, he printed up a sheet with high protein, low fat, and carbohydrate diet he had devised in a great, uh, greatly expanded version. This became the Scarsdale diet. So we're about to get into like what happened and the murder and all of that good stuff. Of course there's a murder. Of course. So I want you to keep an open mind because I read, so first I read this and this has one slant. And then I read some other articles and that has another slant. And I'm going to read you both things about a person. Be slanty. And I want just, you know, just, Keep an open mind. All so right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try and slant. I'm gonna try. Slant, slant, slant. slant so slant, Tar- slant. Tarnauer never married and apparently had no desire to do so. Instead, he had fair, fair. I'm already on board. 
serial companions who <laughs> he's like meats. A, mini meats are my fave <laughs> uh, oh my gosh uh who so he had serial companions uh many not many weeds but people uh who accompanied him on international travel and that's so elegant cute on that commercial they really are with the little arms and legs okay. i know i'm all about it uh and at elegant inter inter bleh, intimate dinner parties at his two-story brick and glass home i mean doesn't sound so bad i will be a companion of this man because i was that gonna sounds say brilliant. i would be okay with that and do you know what truthfully I think Jeff would be okay with you being a companion to a very uh, wealthy man with brick and glass because he'd be like, great, listen, I get a little bit of a break. Yeah, we'll get more Taylor's money. a lot. Let's send her off to get some of her talking out of her system. Really totally. not trying to, I'm really not trying to pimp you out, friend. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have a lot to say. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, his relationship with Jean Harris, who was 23 years his junior, was different, at least for her. They met in 1966, a year after she went through a divorce. At one point, Tarnauer had proposed marriage, giving her a ring that reportedly cost him $50,000, which, <gasps> I mean, even for today, that's a lot. When oh my she, God. Yeah. When she hesitated, he withdrew the offer, though she kept the ring. Oh, girl knows what's up. She's like, whatever. We got to get this ring. All right, we got to be friends. (laughs) So the relationship continued, but Herman uh, carried on seeing other women while Jean kept looking for signs of love and commitment from him. Yeah. Even before Harris moved from nearby Connecticut to McLean, uh, McLean, Virginia, to to take over leadership of the Madeira School, uh, excuse me, Madeira Girls School in 1977, Tarnauer had begun spending time with his office secretary, uh, Lynn Triforos, or something along those lines, an attractive and lighthearted woman in her 30s. Though the Tarnauer-Harris relationship continued, um, she felt increasingly, increasingly abandoned and desperate girl we have all been there oh my god yeah so in march of 1980 jean harris drove the 264 miles from virginia to tarnauer's home uh with a revolver saying later that she in, in, initial uh, intentionally excuse me her intention had been to kill herself self in his presence but when she arrived and found underwear belonging to Triferos in his bedroom Harris became enraged so here's here's my one question yes and maybe it's exclusive to me because I am oblivious as shit (sighs) how do you know it's somebody else's because to me I'd be like shit I've never seen this before but it's probably mine because I left it here and I'm gullible (laughs) as shit I mean that's a really good question I don't like maybe he was incredibly neat and like the underwear were like, I don't know. I I don't know because I'm the same way. I would never notice. I am so gullible. It it kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Like Brandon will always be like, I'm suspicious of this, and I was like, oh, I just took it at face value. Oh my god. Well, I remember when 
I was living, like sharing laundry with um, like other units in an apartment. Mm -hmm. And like occasionally I would, you know, we'd get like other people's like a sock or a pair of something random that they that, like just got stuck inside of the laundry machine. And I'd be like, I'd go to Jeff and I'd be like, whose is this? And like, we, but we would both be like, I don't know, it must've gotten there, but like it easily could have been. <laughs> Jeff and all his women. Yes, Jeff and all his affairs. <laughs> yes. Sorry, that even that makes me laugh. I mean, it's it's honestly <laughs> laughable, which is uh, funny. <laughs> so, uh, so she did find it, and she acknowledged it was not hers. So a struggle ensued, and the gun was fired, with four bullets entering Tarnower. He died on the way to the hospital. I love when it's always. The gun was fired. Not someone shot, someone pulled the trigger. The gun was fired. Four times, too? Like, I also want to know if the ring was on her finger of the hand that she fired the gun with. Mm, girl, yes. I mean, also, Herman was 70. Mm. He was getting it with his secretary, who was 30. And then he struggled with, I mean, like, maybe he was a very fit man. I don't know. As a 30-year-old woman, or really, I'm two months from 30, honestly. Yeah. I don't even know if I could do 50. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I even look at George Clooney, and he's hot as shit. Don't get me wrong. He is a sexy man, but... It still resonates in my brain. My mom always used to say, whoever you end up with, just remember, if they're a lot older, you're going to have to be the nurse when you're young. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And to each their own. Yeah, I, like, to each their own, truthfully. But totally. It's always you resonates you. in my brain. I want to yeah, be I partying. Like, yeah. I mean, I could do, like, 40, maybe. Hmm. 40s. Like, like how old is, like... 10, 15 it's nothing. years like, is nothing. It's nothing. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, Ryan Reynolds. He's probably, what, in his late 30s, early 40s? I, I have no, no concept of time anymore. I don't know how I, old I any I can't believe we turned 30 this year. I know. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. And we're going to have pandemic 30-year-old 30, 30 birthday parties. Listen, we are going to Vegas for our 30th. It's going to be in the summer when it's post-pandemic. I don't care for 31. We're celebrating our 30th in Vegas. We're just going to be 30. Because we are celebrating our 30th birthdays in a pandemic, we're going to be 30 for the rest of our lives. Celebrating Agreed. our 30th birthday constantly. Agreed. And Boop up. So, uh, Harris claim, uh, claimed that Tarnower's shooting was an accident, which the jury didn't buy. It convinced uh, convicted her of second-degree murder, and she was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison. Incarcerated at a min minimum security women's prison, Harris became a mentor for younger prisoners, organizing programs to help them obtain degrees and for the mothers among them, a parenting program and an in-house nursery. So this is always interesting to me. And granted, different cases deserve different sentences. I'm going to say that. 100%. Yep. yep. It always amazes me that you can potentially kill somebody and only get 15 years, which 
is a significant portion of your life, but not that significant. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Totally. It, totally. it kind of amazes me a little 100%. bit. hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, cause that other person doesn't get to live and you get to go back to like a quote unquote normal life eventually. Right. Because she was what in her thirties, right? She at the time, let's see. Or was that the secretary? So she was 23 years younger than him. So he was 70 when he died. She was in her late 50s. Yeah. Yeah, All right. So 15 15 years is so I mean, she would be still, it's not the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so. Harris had the last three years of her sentence commuted in 1993, and she lived quietly in Connecticut until her death on in December 2012 at the age of 89. I hope to be so, so hot that people wouldn't want to convict me too. <laughs> I mean, I come mean, on. tell me the, I'm completely wrong, please. If I'm wrong, I'm I mean, wrong, but tell me I'm completely wrong. No, no, absolutely. It's it's uh, there's definitely a uh bias towards pretty women and how short of a sentence they get. Mm -hmm. So let's see. So let me go to the other article here. So now rereading that article out loud, it doesn't have quite as much of a slant as I thought that it did. But in this other article, um, so at at the time of the murder, um, uh, feminists rallied to her defense. They painted painted the case um, as that of an aging woman who had been pushed aside by her lover in favor of a younger woman. Um, But the prosecution and her critics said it was a case of jealousy. Okay, listen, I am super feminist. We'll always fight for women's rights, but women's rights don't include killing somebody. Like she could have just left him. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Like I I get it. Like you can be pushed aside. You can have a man treat you like absolute shit, which ask any woman has probably happened in her lifetime. You can also choose. Well, okay. Aside from victims of abuse, that aside, Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. who are in an abusive relationship are in a completely different category, but women who are not abused who are treated like shit by their partners, who are pushed aside for younger women or what have you, just fucking leave. Take that ring and be like, peace out, bitch. You don't have to kill. Yeah, totally. I mean, she still had plenty. Yeah, she still had plenty of years. And of course, like, you know, like we said, we don't know what went on in, in that relationship. We don't know, like, we don't know. But Agreed. Yeah, no, totally. But like, I'm, I'm totally. She, the there was no ever claim of abuse. Right. Right. And I'm totally of the mindset of unless there's like, because some women are abused and forced to stay in and it's very unsafe for them to leave. And I would, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. never be like, just walk away. Cause <laughs> no, that's not fucking realistic, you know? And I would never say like, yeah, yeah. The it's, person, but yeah, also it's not you're that easy. You're in a very different situation yeah, yeah. when you're in an abusive relationship versus like, yes, you know, driving up to kill yourself in front of somebody is a mental health crisis. 
Yes. Yes. And you, you really, as they always say in wine and crime, you don't, you inherit your mental health and, and we feel for you and that's sad, but you have to take control of it. You mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. you didn't so have to do that. You could have just gone to therapy and you could have paid for therapy with that ring and more and a beach house and all of that other shit. <laughs> Take the yeah. run. Go. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and so she um bu- 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 she uh, for the rest of her life, she was adamant that she she did not kill him. She even she, that she pulled out the gun to shoot herself in front of him and he tried to stop her. And shot himself but four times. That's this is to me. That's a suspicious part. Like, I could see a struggle in one shot, a struggle in four shots. I don't really know how that happens. Um, so the case generated a number of books and two television movies: uh, "The People" versus Gene Harris in 1981, and "Mrs. Harris" in 2006. Were they Lifetime movies? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. <laughs> so if you are looking for a little something something to watch uh go check those puppies out and that is the story of the scarsdale diet murder very interesting yeah wasn't it i thought it was i i i don't know how to feel about that one mm-hmm. and usually I mean, i'm completely on the side of women like a hundred percent but just a piece of me is like <sighs> i know and like I think it's great all of the stuff that she did afterwards, you know, found a, a foundation Agreed. Agreed. for women, um, for the children of women who are in prison, um, and like all of those other things that she did. Um, and perhaps it was, you know, to make up for what happened. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to make up for killing somebody, but and by trying it, I mean, or it's kind of, I mean, it's not possible, but right. But yeah, so it's a, it, it's a, I feel like it's complicated. Like it's a complicated case. I think. Do I think that she intended to kill him? I'm not sure. No, and love is a bitch. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And we get those of us who are lucky enough to find someone who just is lovely and is able to, for lack of a better term, complete us. Like, not everybody gets that. And, you know, I can appreciate that, but. Yeah. I, I could kill someone. I mean, I've had really shitty exes. <laughs> Let, let's be real. Like, without indulging in too much information, friends, I've had really bad exes. And <laughs> they're still alive. <laughs> they're alive to tell the tale. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Mull on this one, everybody. Mull it over. Mull some wine while you do. Yes. So what do you got for us to uh, shift our minds? So I have one that was kind of interesting to come across and only happens in wealthy places. Mm-hmm. And that is the battle over leaf blowers. Yes. I'm not fucking kidding. Yes. This is an article from the New York Times. Oh my. Now it's from 94 by uh, Elsa Brenner. And I know that was a long time ago, almost 30 years ago. However, it's still going on today. What? Mm -hmm. So I thought I would, uh, I would read a little bit for you. So (laughs) basically 
there has been this issue, not just in Scarsdale, but of a lot of places in the U.S. where I just hit my mic. Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound fine. Okay. Where people have been very upset about leaf blowers. I see. And I personally have never heard of this because I'm not rich and this has never been an issue in my town. (laughs) I know that um, Steve has a thing against leaf blowers. I don't know why. Probably not this thing because this is a very like, it's just like, really? (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So, So, Joseph Tinelli, who usually sees green this time of year, Turf green, red. <laughs> yep. Turf green and muddy green, that is, is seeing red instead. Mm-hmm. A landscape contractor in Yonkers for 33 years said he is fighting mad about the growing number of municipalities in the county adopting bans on leaf blowers. Oh my. Quote, it's like taking the saw from a carpenter, said Mr. Tonelli the vice president of the New York Turf and Landscape Association, Scarsdale-based trade organization representing 300 members in the county. Uh, Quote, we are talking about an essential tool. He said reddically, reddically, wow. (laughs) He said rhetorically. (laughs) It's been a, it's been a, it's been a life. This is the espresso martini Brandon refilled for me. It's been a year. Okay. He said rhetorically, quote, what do you do with a circular driveway? Sweep it with a broom? Then he added, use a rake? (laughs) Well, on a driveway kind of sucks. I mean, true. Then he added, we're going to have to tell our customers that if they want their properties manicured, it will have to be done by hand and at a price. Which a part of me is like, listen, Scarsdale is named like the wealthiest fucking place on the planet. They're like, I don't care if you're picking it up with your teeth. Like, get it out of my driveway. Well, we do know, and this is no shade, but the wealthy stay wealthy because they hold on to their money. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of wealthy people listen to us, though, so it's all right. Probs not. I mean, (laughs) probs not. So... Gardeners use gasoline-powered leaf blowers in the fall and spring to clear dead leaves and at other times of the year to blow away grass clippings and debris. Mr. Tonelli predicted that if the blowers continue to be banned during the summer months and their use sharply curtailed during the peak leaf-blowing seasons, landscapers would have to revert to more labor-intensive methods like like rakes and other non-powered tools. God forbid! Okay, but also when you hear the reason why I mean their properties are it. huge. I mean they, that's kind of the other piece that I can only imagine how much how long no, that would take. True. Like I don't really blame this man. I'm more like why do we have to have laws about leaf blowers? It's we're just, we're, ta- we're talking about literal laws over like it just doesn't like I understand like noise ordinances. Like can't they just do it in the middle of the day? Like why why? Oh, but that's the thing is people don't want the noise in the middle of the day. So what they wanted at like 5 a.m.? No, they want it never. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. So that's uh, why it's it's one of those things where it's like, ha ha, you have to use a rake as a landscaper, but also, ha ha, you want no noise in the middle of the day. So this sounds like in <sighs> this sounds like in Nantucket, the people who bought a house next to tennis courts and then said 
they don't want to hear people playing tennis. No, it sounds <laughs> so like they asked for noise barriers to be put up. It sounds like people in Nantucket that bought a house by the ocean and don't want ocean noises. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yep. I think both sides are like blowing this way out of proportion. Yeah, everyone's getting real upset. But again, never had this in I my wake town. my driveway. <laughs> Gardeners use gasoline-powered leaf blowers in the fall and spring to clear dead leaves and at other times of the year to blow grass clippings and debris. Mm-hmm. Mr. Tonelli predicted that if the blowers continue to be banned during the summer months and their use sharply curtailed during peak leaf blowing seasons, landscapers would have to revert to more labor intensive methods like rakes and other non-powered tools. And they would have to raise their rates, which yeah. people in Scarsdale could afford, but you know, yeah, whatever. Totally makes sense. Okay. If you- More okay, labor, more, more paying or- if you pay a landscaper, you can afford the rate increase because I've never had a landscaper. I am hiring like the 15 year old across the street to be like, can you mow my lawn? <laughs> okay. So, but local leaf blower regulations reflect a national trend to date. There have been quote, just threats, but no challenges to the law, which now in 2020, there have been lots of challenges. Um, said Dick Roberts, a lecturer on the subject and founder of Project Quiet Yards in Greenwich. Oh my gosh. We're going to have to do a Greenwich crimes because Greenwich is a league all of their own. All its own. Yes, 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 yes. Quote, what's happening in this part of the country is not unique, Mr. Roberts said. The movement against leaf blowers began in Beverly Hills, California, about five years ago, and has since moved across the country. Leaf blowers in the city and some other West Coast communities are banned year-round. I've heard so many leaf blowers in my day, I've never been like, let's ban that shit. I've been like, oh, let me turn the TV up a couple notches. I know, right? It's not like they leaf blow 24-7. It's like an hour and then people are done. I know. Just let them, because now you're going to hear, you know what's worse than the sound of a leaf blower? The sound of a rake on cement. (laughs) Horrible. It's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Um, da, 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 da. okay. In Westchester, landscape contractors are fighting hard to buck the growing tide. Mark Bellatoni, what a name! Mark Bellatoni, Bellantoni, operations manager for Michael Bellantoni Inc. Oh, okay, your, your dad, on the, sir, on the, on the nose, <laughs> a family owned landscaping business in White Plains helped organize a march on White Plains City Hall last month to protest a leaf blower ban. Well, it's funny now because in 94, like, now we're like women's rights in 2020. I know. It's like if you compare what you're you're protesting, like leaf blowers, and now you're like, it's just, it's, yeah, that didn't age well. (laughs) Aged like like sour milk back in the day it's cool but now we have bigger issues now we have other things to in talk fairness, about they didn't know trump would be a thing so it's all that's good. true um do, 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 do. white plains joining their municipalities in the county this past this 
this year passed a trial ordinance banning leaf blowers from August 15th through the end of September, which I agree does suck because that's like <laughs> leaves are just flying down. Yes, yes, prime time. In September in a September 20th demonstration, about 500 landscapers, gardeners, and arborists from Westchester and neighboring counties marched up Main Street in White Plains and demanded an explanation of the law from Mayor Cy J. Shulman. But Mr. Bellantoni said City Hall turned a deaf ear to landscapers' concerns. Because they were like, we have better things to do? Sorry. But also, why are you making a law about leaf blowers? Yeah, like, everybody on all, like, why? Just, what, everybody just calm. The fuck down. Calm your boobies. Like, let's just calm down. (laughs) Okay. The mayor, on the other hand, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped a, I skipped a line. Quote, the mayor refused to come out and speak to us, said Mr. Bellatoni. He wouldn't even show respect for our side of the argument. The mayor is probably like, what the literal fuck? It's like, why do I care about leaf blowers? The mayor, on the other hand, said he was open to hearing the gardener's concerns and that he had invited Mr. Bellantoni, president of Landscapers Group and the, far th- and the father of Mark Bellantoni, into his office to talk uh, after the march. Uh, if I was this mayor, I would be like, oh my God. Make up your mind. Do you want leaves or no leaves? I don't care. Make a decision. It's cool. It's it's this is this is this is the definition of first world problems right here. Agreed. So Mayor Shulman said that even though his office had been inundated with citizen complaints about noise generated by leaf blowers, he said the city common council were receptive to both points of view. Quote, just just make the make the window really small i don't know something honestly i i don't even know what the correct response is because a piece of me is like use a rake and the other piece of me is like why are you at home at 3 p.m complaining about noise yeah seriously unless you're a night shift worker i do which and which i don't think any of these people probably are agreed because if you were a neighbor and your neighbor was like hey i work night shift can you blow your leaves at like 4 p.m most people would be like yeah chill 4 p.m totally whatever quote we have never seen such bipolar outpouring of feelings on an issue said mr shulman who does who described the ongoing debate as quote a symptom of modern society agreed mm-hmm absolutely this is not an easy issue he said people get excited at both extremes on the one hand you have people objecting to the ban on the basis of an imposition of civil liberties oh my god oh cannot you (laughs) i can't even say it i can't even say it and then you have those who support the ban and think it's the greatest thing ever done by the local government for the peace and sanity oh my if, you, oh if okay listen if a leaf blower is driving you insane this is your message you need to go to therapy yeah like at the very least like go to the mall like just leave the house but but also more importantly go to therapy go to therapy it's okay it's okay go to therapy yeah there's a thing there's a thing <laughs> about loud noises and like getting agitated around loud noises like 
if you're on your period and you're getting agitated, agreed, and you scream it out because the government doesn't pay for tampons, okay? You scream it out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay. So David Kahn, a principal consultant for Acoustic Dimensions. Oh, my. A noise consulting firm said municipalities were increasingly addressing, quote, quality of life issues like sound and noise. Oh, my God. Okay. This is not an easy issue, he said. People get excited at both extremes. On the one hand, you have people objecting to the ban on the basis of an imposition of civil liberties. Civil liberties. I can't even. That's not, this is like, let's not even bring that into discussion. Granted, it's 94. They didn't know the Capitol would be stormed in 2021. Okay. Nor did any of us. And then you have those who support the ban and think it's the greatest thing ever done by a local government for their peace and sanity. Oh my. I feel bad for those people who are in the middle who are like, hey, how will we just like, don't do it at 8 a.m. on a Sunday? <laughs> or like, you know. If I'm a night worker and you're my neighbor, if you could like do me a favor and not do it at like noon, you could do it at like four. That'd be cool. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. I feel for those people. (laughs) So David Kahn, a principal consultant for Acoustic Dimensions, a noise consulting firm. I would like that job, please. Seriously. Mm, Yes, it sounds... I would like no sounds, please. Um, He said municipalities were increasingly addressing, quote, quality of life issues like sound and noise. Okay. I'm going to address a quality of of life issue. It's called COVID-19. It's called having a baby during COVID-19. Yes. It's called teaching during COVID-19. Correct. Okay, it's called learning during COVID-19. These are the things. These are the things. Yeah. We are talking about noise pollution, health concerns, how a body responds to stress, he said. Going along with current thinking about what's important in life, citizens are demanding that government focuses on these issues too. I can't. I just can't. I cannot believe there is like an acoustic dimensions division. Who has that time? Please, please. I would love to have that time. I mean, Meanwhile, that's, I, um, it's it honestly kind of amazing. Like you think about this person who started this company, like that's just like literally, literally just like you're only catering to the like the ultra wealthy. I mean, you and I both know that after recording this, which we took time out of our day to do because we love you guys and we love recording. We're not complaining about that. Agreed. I'm going to go write lessons for four hours and you're going to go feed a baby, take care of a baby. And like, <laughs> dude. Yes. I get, we got stuff to do. <laughs> I wish I had time to be a part of noise dimensions. I know, right? I wish I, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. It, it, it just, it gets worse too. It, oh, how? <laughs> it gets worse. In Scarsdale, where a ban on leaf blowers during summer months was adopted earlier this year, the deputy village manager 
John N. Crary said oh, the village Crary. bird. <laughs> oh, Crary. Said the village, little house on the Crary. <laughs> said the village board was guided by a quality of life issue. Quality of fucking life. I cannot. I cannot. Maybe I literally cannot. Maybe it's the COVID perspective, which would be a great name for a podcast, the COVID perspective. Yeah, Maybe someone else take that. <laughs> yeah, use it. TM it. So the noise ish the noise is very loud and piercing, Mr. Crary said. It's very intrusive. You know what's loud and piercing? My loneliness during a pandemic. <laughs> Humper's cries for the capital being seized. <laughs> like, I think it's literally, I think this stuff keeps getting funnier and funnier and more ridiculous and more ridiculous because of the perspective that we have now. Like, yeah. because, oh, was a simpler time. oh my gosh, right? Like, for us especially because we were babies. I was two and a half. Yeah, exactly. We were, we were both, like, we were, we were toddlers. This was literally the most simple time. Things this was were the best. Great. 94 was great. I'd love to go back to 94. Let's let's go back. Let's go be three years old again. And love someone it. else can take care of us. Love it. Colleen had just been born. My life was just shattered. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Colleen. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Leaf blowers, terrible. End of the world. Okay. <laughs> The principal physical injury from a leaf blower is to the operator's hearing. The ear well, protector. The operator, correct. The it's ear called wearing air, air protector, though. <laughs> I mean, I'm wearing it right now because I can't even hear myself. So yeah, I apologize seriously. for yelling. <laughs> um, so blah, 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 blah. The principal physical injury from a leaf blower is to the operator's hearing. The ear protectors are recommended when using the equipment. Although the noise will not actually damage the hearing of those nearby, it's nevertheless, or it nevertheless can, quote, elicit a physiological response, unquote, from those with an earshot, Mr. Khan said. Quote, people sometimes get so upset they start screaming at their neighbors. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. There's lots of stuff that you do to your yard and, like, in the area that is just loud. So what are you going to do? Like, there can be no loud noises like you have to just like go live somewhere where you don't have neighbors because like things happen like you have to have construction done at your house or like you know cars beeping their horns which drive me bonkers there's one person who comes and sits in front of my house and beeps their horn at 8 a.m every morning lays on their horn instead of using their cell phone to call the person drives me I digress anyway continue I mean, I live on a main street. I hear beeping at all hours. Of the well, I don't hear it because I sleep through most of it. <laughs> Brandon hears beeping at all hours of the night and he doesn't complain. <laughs> but get used to it. Honestly, I will say too, like, if you have an issue with your neighbor, just be like, hey, I know your landscapers come. Can they like not come at this time? There are very few people who are night workers who actually need quiet. There yes. are not anymore, but there were very few people who in 94 were working from home mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who could have been like, hey, I work from this time to this time. Can you totally, you know what I mean? Like it, it honestly sounds like an issue that could have been resolved if you just spoke to your neighbor. A hundred percent. And like, 
or you just like had other things to do in your life. Like you have just like way too much time on your hands for this to be an issue for you because most places already have a noise, noise ordinance. Like you can't do stuff between X time and X time. And like, as someone who, you know, has people who live above me, I just have a, I have a sound machine. Like, I don't know. You just figure it what out. What happened to getting the fuck over it? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if somebody, like, it's not like somebody's having a party every single night until 3 a.m. It's a leaf blower that's going on at noon. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. I've never even thought of being upset. When we lived on college campuses, they only use leaf blowers. You can Correct. study while a leaf blower is going off. Correct. It did, is okay. Did leaf blowers wake me up sometimes? I'm sorry, at the, at what wakes you up? Leaf blowers at the crack I thought of- you said diddly <laughs> nope leaf blowers at the crack of noon yes yes it did but i was a college student sleeping until the crack of noon the crack of the afternoon (sighs) after we went out on a thursday night Mm. jesus christ i miss those days Mm. oh when i could stay up past eight i know seriously though (laughs) so mr roberts of Project Quiet Yards, again, people with too much time on their hands. Too much, too much. Said that the noise level of a leaf blower approaches 100 decibels, similar to that of a jet plane taking <laughs> off. Oh. Uh... I work in a town where airplanes are constantly flying overhead because the airport is like yeah. 100 feet away. Um, It's okay. You can get stuff done. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He observed that sometimes landscapers operate two and three leaf blowers at a time, increasing the level that much more. Okay, if they're using two and three at a time, it's going to go by faster. Exactly. It's going to get done quicker, and then you won't hear it for as long, and then it'll be over. God. While some property owners have supported landscapers' concerns and contest bans that could result in diminished services, a.k.a. they didn't want to do it themselves, (laughs) or price increases, a.k.a. don't want to pay the money, (laughs) others who oppose the use of leaf blowers say that the time has come to return to a simpler, quieter, and perhaps more ecologically sound lifestyle. So I'm all about the eco. Totally. I have completely found that um, the CO2 that it emits is, like, not even on the scale of, like, greenhouse gases. Yeah. Yep. A Larchmont resident, (laughs) this is a name, Glenn Wolfensden. Oh, my. Mm -hmm. Who has been lobbying for stronger noise control measures for several years recalled that a decade ago, quote, leaves were simply raked. Quote, now that has all changed, she said. People- well, yeah, because technology got better. Because <laughs> it's fucking faster. People seem to think that every single leaf has to be blown away as though it's some kind of germ. The kind of thinking is so snooty, so manicured. I can't. I'm never going to get through this article because I I can't keep, I can't stop commenting. Okay. I just can't. I just can't. (laughs) Now that has all changed. Oh, no, I read that. Sorry. In Pelham, 
where a law was recently passed allowing leaf blowers to be used during fall and early spring months, William D. Tucker Jr., a retired lawyer, said that the summer was the first in more than a decade without a sound of a leaf blower in his neighborhood. Quote, it was an excellent summer, he said. I can't tell you what a difference the ordinance has made in our lives. Mm -hmm. People can talk on their phones, work at home, hear themselves think. If you can't hear yourself think with a leaf blower, we have issues. Okay? We have bigger problems. We you're, have bigger fish to fry here. You might be hearing voices if you can't hear the voices over a leaf blower. Yeah. <laughs> One person <gasps> even said that it was the first time in 15 years he was able to use his porch. Oh, come on on ha ha that doesn't even make any sense people are so sensitive to noise listen people are just whiny babies is actually what it is come to an area where people are not wealthy like people are literally like pounding rocks across the street from me to like dig out an area i have never complained my my tenants are having parties until 3 a.m. above my bedroom. Really? Oh, God. That's yes. another area of gossip. Yes. So much fun. <laughs> so much fun with a four-month-old. So likes to they, don't, they don't get to complain about leaf blowers. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to use a leaf blower at 7 a.m. Oh, in the entryway. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Roberts espoused an environmental approach, explaining that grass clippings are blown away primarily for aesthetic reasons. Fucking of course, it's a yeah, rich area. That's the whole point. Grass clippings and, oh, sorry, glass, grass <laughs> clippings add <laughs> nitrogen to a lawn, he said, questioning why, quote, everybody has to have their property so tidy looking. Because it looks nice? I don't know. Like, I don't see anything wrong with wanting your property to look nice. I'm very sad my neighbors are moving solely for the fact that my neighbor mows my lawn for me, and I'm going to be very sad. Oh, that is very sad. I know. I'm going to miss them so much. That I is... shouldn't say solely. They're lovely neighbors. Like, yes, they I'm are very, they are lovely people. Yeah. In Larchmont, which is considered strengthening in its ordinances, has also been with members of landscapers organization in an attempt to forge a compromise. Mayor Louie said, Mr. Tinelli, uh, to, wait. Oh no, sorry, all right, let me read that again. Larchmont, which is considered strengthening its ordinances, has also been meeting with members of the landscapers organization in an attempt to forge a compromise, Mayor Louie said. Mr. Tonelli, too, said members were eager to find a solution to the standoff. Quote, we have no desire to be unreasonable, he said. We need to make a living, but we are also willing to cooperate. Although as a trade, we are dealing with more restrictions than brain surgeons. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. oh, that is a comparison right there. That is something. That's we, something. We have Department of Transportation laws, pesticide regulations, county licensing, local licensing. It gets absurd. I I just cannot. I honestly, this is the classic like white America issues. Oh, it so is. I and then like, they sit so there, annoying. and then a lot of people sit there. Okay, and go. 
Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. Oh my God, you're fighting over lawn clippings and blowing them away. Seriously, there's like- Don't even tell me Black Lives Matter is an issue, please. Like, I can't, I just, I- to think that people are dealing with real issues and people pe- are getting shot and you're worried about noise this reminds me of Kourtney Kardashian Kim people are dying and my diamond earrings I've lost it literally people are starving people are dying so Kourtney anyway. Kardashian for the win honestly <laughs> she does speak the truth Kourtney and Chloe were the bomb yeah totally God, where did I even leave off? Uh, Someone whining. He said the landscapers would consider using only one leaf blower on a property instead of two or more at a time and limiting their services to business hours. Councilwoman Ruth F. Kitchen, name of the century, (laughs) a Democrat of New Rochelle, said her city was considering a leaf blower ordinance that would seek a solution. Quote, that was fair to all sides, probably a summertime ban and limited use in the fall and early spring. Quote, we don't have an objection to using the machine for leaves. It's their use on grass and dirt <laughs> the rest of the year that bothers us, she said. Mrs. Kitchen, also, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Kitchen. Kitchen, she should really start like some sort of like baking company. Ruth, get in the kitchen! <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. That, um, that's the least feminist thing I could say. I don't believe that, but it was just <laughs> too opportune. <laughs> Mrs. Kitchen also said she would seek a countywide solution to leaf blower noise because, quote, the piecemeal efforts of the separate municipalities were not enough. County legislator, God, there are so many fucking people involved in this. George S. Latimer, Democrat of Rye, said, however, that the Board of Legislators did not have the power to implement a countywide ban on leaf blowers, that notwithstanding, the board recently passed a resolution calling for more federal noise controls on gardening equipment. Oh, my God. There's there's too many people involved in this. I can't even get through this. I can't believe how long this has been. I have like a paragraph left. This is ridiculous. (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) Quote, we have decided not to adopt a law, city manager Frank J. Ross said. We encourage voluntary compliance. The city council agreed that neighbors should encourage each other to ask their landscapers to cut back on noise made by leaf blowers. Or as Councilwoman Rosemond W. Lahr, Republican conservative, explained it, quote, we are taking a civilized approach to the problem. The thought is, if I call the police because my neighbors broke the law, Can you imagine? Fuck. I can't even. We are taking a civilized approach to the problem. The thought that if I called the police because my neighbors broke the law, do you think I would ever be able to talk to them again? Would we be able to live together as neighbors, working together? We should be able to solve the problem. Yes, I can't believe how long it took me to get through that article because it was so ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. Like... They're still having issues today. This was written in 94. They're still having issues today, by the way. Uh, Leaf blowers. This is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Don't you wish your town had an issue with leaf blowers? I so wish that was an issue that we had. Well, you know what? Thank you for recentering us around white privilege because we really needed for that we ended on that note. 
Oh my God. Yes. So if you think back listeners to things in your life that happened years ago and you remember being upset about it and now reflect on where you are in your life, you're probably going to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was something I got upset about because that's literally how I'm feeling right now. I honestly, I can't even think of something I was so upset about that I would write about in the New York Times. Not in the New York Times. Do we know that y'all at Fancy Town Crimes, um, if you stuck around this long, you're in the same boat as yes, us. Yes, you probably is, feel the same way. Let's hope which so. Which anyway. is why we appreciate you. Yes. And why you. every download when we earn money, we have actually been able to donate a hundred dollars yes. to Sister yes. Chase, which we are so excited we've been able so to so excited about yes thank you guys for your contribution because the like we want to be able to give back to these organizations that are doing awesome things and uh you're helping us do that and we appreciate that and continue to listen and continue to donate to sisters unchained because it is a fantastic organization 100 percent and uh, yeah, that is our Fancy Town Crimes social justice platform, which we will forever continue. So if you don't like it, <laughs> bummer. And I if know. you do like Sorry. it, power to you. Woo, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Stick around. We love it. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and share with your friendos. And mm-hmm. we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. See you next time.